It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. He is Gordon, the last pod before hopefully we get to Eugene cover the world championships today we are previewing the men's events we already did the women's race gordon good morning how are you why did you say hopefully we go to worlds eh, why is the word hopefully eh. thrown in there i meant on time i'm just okay. the last flight left me with some scars and the idea that okay. we're going to get there nine ten hours before the meet is set to start we'll get there eventually just I'm not as confident about we're there for the very first event. I want to be pleasantly surprised. That's how I live my life. That is a good point. I haven't thought about there have been a lot of delays on flights all over the country, and we're deciding to get there at midnight. So if there's just one delay, we're stuck. Man, I didn't even think about that. Now you just like made me overthink my my thoughts. Yeah, because, you know, ooh. We might miss the meat. You think we're going to no, miss we're the meat? We're not going to miss the meat. We might miss a portion of the meat. Okay. But that's worst case scenario. I'm planning okay. on being there on time. I'm just, I just said hopefully because I don't want people to be like, hey, where are you? You know, and, and we're not there. In any event, let's stay positive. Uh, email address, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Colt for producing. Johnny's also joining us today. Uh, we'll get to the men's events, but a couple news items we wanted to touch on first. We had previewed the women's 5,000 and 10,000 uh, last pod. Talked a lot about Francine Nian Saba. I picked her for gold. You picked her for medals. She will not be at the meet. Posted on Instagram saying that she had a stress fracture, so she will not compete. Uh, she has had a heck of a last couple of years. Post-Olympics, remember, in 2021, went on a tear, was really good at the beginning of this season. We hadn't seen her race in a while, which, again, when you don't see someone race and track, sometimes that could be something, sometimes that could be nothing. You just don't know. Turns out uh, it's bad news for her. She will not be at this meet, which obviously changes things dramatically in the women's five and women's ten. Yeah, it's a bummer. I was excited to see her. Uh, 
she was going to be an interesting factor in both those five and the tens. Um, now it's going to be even more of an Ethiopian show, right? And uh, we'll see how it plays out. But it's a bummer. She's was set up to this was set up to be the year that she would be in contention to win. You know, mm-hmm. Olympics were kind of was kind of like the rust buster for her at that distance. And then, you know, now that she had figured out how to run these fives and these tens, she's ready to go mm-hmm. up against the best. And you know, she ran in a sub nine minute two mile at pre end of May. Yeah. And you're yeah. thinking, all right, this is it. She's ready to go. She's ready to show off the wheels. She has that natural 800 meter speed, and um, but now she's injured and it's a bummer. Uh, but hopefully she recovers. She's back in time for 2023, and she can mm-hmm. eventually get on that starting line to potentially win her first gold medal. Mm-hmm. Also, just a big shift in the storylines in terms of a DSD athlete moving up in distance and then potentially winning gold. That would have been a huge story in this meet if it had happened and she will not be there. I guess it means we need to revise the picks, but we can do that. We can do that offline and then change the, change the graphic before we post it. Yeah. But yeah, I had her winning. I had her winning um, gold in one. And then I think it was silver in the other. I just, I felt that confident, even though we hadn't seen her in a while that she'd be able to get out there and actually I doubled, I double gold for her. Now that I look back on it, you had her a gold and a silver. I mean, this is a huge, huge, huge blow to the event. Um, in other news, in an event that we're going to preview today, um, Nigel Amos has been originally suspended by the athletics integrity unit, tested positive at an out of competition test back in June. Um, AIU received the information just basically yesterday and then issued the suspension. Obviously, they want to get this stuff out before the championships start. Um, the drug GW1516, which if people are unfamiliar with that, just a very, just number one, a very dangerous drug in general. It's not um, approved at all for human consumption. It is, it is not safe to take. I saw WADA has put out... Um, issued warnings to athletes like, Hey, shouldn't take any PED, but you really shouldn't take this because, um, it is so dangerous, um, to take the human body. So Amos will be out for the world championships 800. Obviously he's been a figure in this event for a very long time. Go back to 2012, 10 years ago. Now silver in that famous race at the London Olympics where David Risha broke the world record. I'm guessing we'll learn more about this in in the in the days, months to come. But for now, it's it's a name of a guy who's been successful out of the 800, which has been just a completely wide open, unpredictable event this year. Yeah, were you surprised when this news broke? How like what was your shock level? I'm surprised. I'm kind of bummed. I'm, call me bummed. Well, yeah, yeah, you're d- disappointed that. Not that he got caught, but you're disappointed that it was positive because you don't want yeah. anybody using drugs, especially something like this, that's this this dangerous. And someone who's been in the sport that long and you assume has yeah. been tested a bunch of times, has competed in a lot of big competitions all throughout the world. Yeah, it's it's shocking. Again, I'm probably, you know, oh yeah, 
I'm not one of the people who's like, everybody's doing it all the time. Like, that's not how I view the sport. Um, so yeah, a, a little bit of surprise. I know some, for some people, this is going to be, all right, let's wipe out his entire career. Some people are going to compartmentalize it again. I'm going to wait, hear what he says on this one, see all the, the evidence that's out there, but this is a very, this is a very serious drug and a, a drug that again is, is, is rightfully banned based on the science that we have right now. And I think now, I mean, the odds of him coming back from this are extremely rare, right? He's getting older in age, but yeah, he's going to have the one of the most unique legacies because you look at his time. How fast did he run? Yeah. In that Rudisha race? Uh, he was 141. Yeah, 141 at age, what, 17, 18, 19? How old was he? He was like a teenager, right? He, well, he's, thir- he's only 28 now. And that was, so it was 18? So, 18. So he's 18 yeah. years old. He runs 141, and then he never wins a world or Olympic title. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. Like, you would think, yeah. oh my goodness, that fast, that young right behind the greatest of all time to do it in Rhodesia. Eventually your day's going to come and you were thinking about it, but he would have great regular seasons. And then yep. for some reason, either yep. he got hurt or the um, tactics you know, were always an issue well in the final tactically. And now yeah. he's 28. Now he's going to be facing a suspension. It's probably going to be at least four years. Likely. I don't know. Maybe, maybe two, but probably four. Uh, his career has kind of been like, uh, could have, would have, mm-hmm. the, the what could have been type career, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I hate when this happens. Sucks for our sport. Don't like I'm it. guessing, too, this isn't the last thing. These things tend to come out right before the major championships because they want to get, they want to make sure they don't have to reallocate medals after. They want to do their best to yeah. avoid that. So this sort of brought back, oh, okay. It is championship week, and it's a, it's a part of the sport that this happens every single time. It's championship week. You're usually going to get some sort of bust like this. You're also going to get stories about visa issues, which I saw Ferdinand Omanyala, the 100-meter man from, from Kenya, I guess is not in the U.S. yet, which is a problem because that's one of the first events of the entire um, competition, still trying to get his visa to get over to the United States. That's a thing that's always an issue. All sorts of... I remember back in 2019, Nigeria, there was an issue with like entering the athletes in the wrong events. Like that was a huge, huge issue. I remember talking to them in the mix zone and how frustrated they were with their federation. So this just sort of repeats itself every couple of years when it comes to the world championships. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I remember world indoors in Birmingham, manual career couldn't make the meet. Uh, he was one of the favorites. Saruni, I don't think could make it either. Kenya, so yeah, it's our sport, man. They so complicated. They make things so simple, so complicated. It's simple. Don't I remember do drugs. it's simple. Just get a visa. It's just like all this. I remember. Do you remember norovirus that one year? Was that yeah with uh, Nikola? Yeah, and then they wouldn't let him run, and then he came back and ran it solo to qualify by himself, and they did push-ups uh, yeah. after he crossed the finish line. That was that was weird. You you think you've seen it all, and then you realize you forget about a lot of it a couple of years later, and then you think back like that was a bizarre time. I don't remember that. Yeah, happening. Well, that virus time is also kind of bizarre. Looking back on it, seeing how COVID was, right? So you're like, yeah, 
the time you're like oh my goodness and then all of a sudden like a few years later we have this whole global pandemic and yeah it looks like uh, oh they were making a wise decision yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so all right let's roll let's get into this uh before we roll though we're not rolling sorry you're gonna you're gonna read uh give us some some updates what's going on okay so breaking news yeah breaking news so in the state of oregon you're allowed to legally gamble sports gamble there's one sports book which is DraftKings. it's the only one allowed in oregon I am going to be going to Oregon. I already downloaded the DraftKings app. This is like a free ad press for them. Free ad, right? And I was mm. like, are they going to give me odds for the world championships? And lo and behold, they are. First thing they released were the 100-meter odds. Got Curly minus 125. Jacobs, surprisingly, plus 350. Bromel, plus 400. Fraser Price, the odds favorite, minus 125 on the women's side. Thompson Hraw, plus 100. Sharika Jackson, plus 550. Coleman, plus 650. Mm. So good odds, but it's only for winner. And I'm going to be there, man. I'm going to be there with this app, eligible to gamble on all 49 events. So I put up a poll, and I asked people, how much should I gamble? Because we're going to do it. We're going to do it, Kevin. We're going to go all in again. Uh, mm. click on one of the Colt, click on one of the, uh, choices to see all of your money, what the odds are saying. And this is what the odds are saying. So 16% say I should just gamble a dollar per event, 49 bucks, 17%, a hundred bucks per event, 31%, 10 bucks per event, but 34% mm. saying I need to go $204 per event for a grand total of $10,000 next week. I don't think they're thinking of your best interests there, Gordon. I think they want to see you suffer. You got 10K to lose, Gordon? Why not? We'll see what happens. You really, hold on. You're actually considering this? Maybe, yeah. Why not? Maybe not 10,000. Maybe I I put that on there as like kind of a red herring. I didn't think people would click on it. (laughs) But I did gamble like 4,500 for the Olympics. So... Cole, how much do you think he should bet? Uh, less than my net worth, and two of these are above it. So, <laughs> no, but how much do you want to see Gordon gamble? Not you. In the chat, how much should I gamble in the chat? What's the chat saying? The what, chat should I, what should I go saying. for? Uh, MR says do one forty nine team parlay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not going for that. I'm not going to go forty nine for forty nine. I don't I'm think, think uh, are all the odds eventually going to be posted? Is that their goal or are they just going to have mean, selective? I feel like they are because I just looked and DraftKings has like the hammer throw, high jump, shot put. There's like, wait, stuff, hold on. So. Do they have the men's 800? There's no way they actually have the men's 800 up there. <laughs> I don't know what well, they would put for the men's 800. <laughs> well, that's why I'm excited for the men's 800 because I'm going to go all in on a certain person whose last name is uh, – same sound for moolah i mean same sound for money moolah so that'll be fun yeah I just, uh yeah they got I think a lot of the things are slowly populating they have a bunch of field event stuff up um long jump okay. full vault under hurdles high hurdles they don't have the 800 the most... yet but I'm, i think eventually they will it's later in the meet so they're probably doing like the stuff that's starts yeah, early, early on before the other stuff yeah. here's my issue with all these they have one or two that are just way out there that are just completely off. 
Like that Jacobs line is totally off. Yeah. And then on the hundred, they also have what's Bracy, sixty-six to one or something like that. Something insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's way off too. So you see those and you're thinking, okay, I'm smarter than them. I can win some money. But the top line numbers are realistic. And that's really what matters because you're really talking about you can only get this right one way unless there's some stranger prop bets that are out there. But it's winners is what you're looking at. So yeah, you're not going to get any points for, oh, yeah, I, I put money on Bracey and, and he got silver. but And he was – Plus, what is he? What's Bracey right now on the? Has he has it changed? Sixty six hundred, so like sixty six to one. Yeah, that's which is insane. Which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> he should he's he should be much lower than that. His odds should be better than Jacobs, don't you? Based on the oh season? yeah, thousand yeah. percent. The fact that Jacobs is two yeah. is most stupid odds out. There. Yeah, but again, most that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter, right? Unless uh, that person ends up winning. So. But that's where they kind of, they pull you in on that stuff. The Jacobs yeah. line is bait for sure for people that don't watch track and field and just saw like the Olympics last time, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's for the people who are like, oh, the Olympic champion. Yeah, he's he's plus three fifty. I'll go with the Olympic champion for plus three fifty. So yeah, that's how it's bait. Yeah. Classic. Bet. Okay, our boy, your boy Oblique Seville is plus three thousand, and then my boy Akeem Blake is plus nine thousand. So maybe you should put $100 on Akeem Blake for plus 9000 So if you, if you lose the bet, you make 9000 bucks, and then use that money to fly me to Jamaica. Yeah. So we can kind of cover our bets for each other. So we should each bet on the other Jamaican so we can have the mm-hmm. funds to send each other to Jamaica. Thoughts? No, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I, I just – again, I think you can run great and get a medal. All right. I'm looking at the chat here. Camp Eagle says Gordon is insane. Ben says 50 pounds an event. Adrian says 10K. David says you should bet what you're comfortable with. Yeah, look at uh, ben that. Ben says – Bet what you're comfortable with. Bet responsibly. Ben says you, you need to go all in on Max Bergen, you donut. I've never heard donut be used as an insult. That's amazing. Uh – uh, another Ben. We got two Bens in the chat. Dueling Bens. Track and golf can be easier uh, to bet because they give big names great odds even if they're not performing well. Yeah, absolutely. That's bait. But also, you. so then who's going to win though, right? And in the 100, it's like, all right, Curly is the favorite. They have him as the favorite. Romel's second. That, that fits. Uh, Anthony says, is Gordon betting again? What does he have left to lose? The hat on his head. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited. This is I'm so maybe I don't do every maybe I just do one big bet per night. Right? So I do ten big bets. It's a ten day meet. Alright. And I'll do like I can't bail you out though, just so you know. If you get stuck in your dollars per don't day. have money maybe for an Uber to get back to the airport, I'm not I'm not gonna be able to provide. It's not that real for money, you. it's all just in the phone. It's not actually I'm not actually pulling Stop. out cash Stop. from my wallet and giving it to them. So like the cash in my wallet stays. It's just yeah. imaginary money on the phone, right? That's how it works. All right, let's let's get into it. Uh, Yassine, one more comment says, "If you don't think Marcel is ready, then you are not up to speed at all." Ooh, Marcel is gonna have. Be- yeah, there it is. Does he's he know something that we don't? Uh oh, he's not gonna run unless he's ready to medal at least. 
I mean, is he going to run then? I don't know. I don't. I don't I see so. Marcel Jacobs meddling. All right, could be wrong, but he's just scratched a lot this year. Men's hundred, Gordon. We're making picks. I'm going to write them down. My question for you, men's hundred. How many medals does the U.S. get in this event? I think three. I think they're going to sweep. They got four entries, and I think they're going to sweep with the defending world champion not being even one of the the sweepers. I like your rankings. I like that you have Curly, one, Bromel, two, Bracey, three. And I think that's going to be the order. I think it's going to be Curly, one. I think Bromel gets second, and I think Bracey gets third. Bracey's been looking really good. He beat Bromel at USA's. Um, I just, Coleman just hasn't done enough for me. Yes, he scratched the 100 final and he doesn't have a reason to run it. But even then, I just feel like Coleman isn't 100% there. I think Bracey is more sharp than Coleman is right now. And uh, Bracey has shown consistency. So has Bromel. Curly obviously has. Coleman, not as much. And I'm going to... Say consistency wins, especially when you have three rounds. Um, I think Curly, Bromel, Bracey. That's my order. I'm going to go Curly. This is not a sweep. I like how you had, well, anyway, between the women and the men in the 100, you're going to have a sweep, but it's not going to be the Jamaican women. I think that's interesting. Uh, I'm going to go Curtly, Bromel, and then for bronze, that's right, go Blake Seville. He's getting it done oh. here. I know he got, beat by, he got beat by Johan Blake at the Jamaican trials, but I like his upside. Uh, let's see, Seville's last four races, this is including the rounds, 986, 998, 992, 988. I like the consistency. Just 21 years old. He is going to... Put his name out there to the global audience that he is the future of Jamaican men's sprinting. Oblique Seville gets bronze. I like that pick. I mean, I still think Akeem Blake is going to beat him, but, you know, <laughs> potato, potato. Yeah. Uh, Breezy says, can we think outside the box? Can we be a little more open-minded? What happened last year in Italian one? So let's a little, dig a little deeper with these picks. I mean, who, go through the, go no, but go through the start list. Who's it's gonna? Hard, let's just look. At, let's look at the actual names. Curly, yeah. Bromel, I'm going by entry times. I know that's not everything, but Curly, Bromel, Blake, Johan Blake, Omanyala, Bracy, Seville, Coleman, Azamati, Eli Hall, who's he's not there. Just entered that's as an alternate, alternate, alternate pick. Reese Prescott, Akeem Blake, Joseph Paul Omoa, Let's see, Tabogo. That gets you to nine ninety six. Abekun, Matadi, Ashe, Jerome Blake, that gets you to 10 flat. I mean, do you think somebody who hasn't broken 10 this year is going to win? Again, maybe it's, a, maybe it's a possibility. But then who are you picking over Curly? Or, or if you're going to take Bromel out of that group? Who do you feel really good about? Omanyal has I mean, run well. But has he been better this year than Fred Curly? I mean, he, he beat him in Kenya, sure. In the race against each other, but Curly's proved that's himself. That's a good point. <laughs> well, he beat him, right? But 
He, he, he did beat him. So I, I guess is Omanyala the pick? You're gonna, Johan Blake uh, ran fast at the Jamaican trials, but he's run against plenty of good competition throughout the year. I don't think he matches up to Curly. So I get the need to look outside the box and be creative, but what is, what's the pick then? Who, who else has given you any semblance of confidence that they can win gold this year? Yeah, I think it's Oman, Oman Yala, but if he doesn't even, we, we don't know yet because of the visa issues. Do we know if that's solved or is he still stuck? No, but just put that aside. I mean, hopefully okay. he, he gets there. But even if you put that aside, like, is, is he the guy? Other, I mean, I, I think, well, I think one of the three Jamaicans is going to run really well. So I would put somebody else there. But, okay, is the next guy Omanyala? Remember, the U.S. gets four here too. So they have a little bit more wiggle room than they would in a, in a previous season. I just think, look at Curley's body of work this year. Look at how well he ran at the trials. Right. And then look at the fact that, I know, again, times aren't everything, but when you have your alternate, Eli Hall, clocking in in the top 10, that's a big sign for, for, for the U.S. Let me look at, where is Omanyala's season? So this is, after he beat, he beat Curly right, in Nairobi with the 985, May 7th, 10.11. Then he ran uh, 10.14, I'm just reading finals. And then 9.93 with a plus 4.5. And then again in Nairobi, 10.03. Again, you can make that pick and say, hey, I, he's a sleeper or upset pick, and that's fine. But I don't think we should pretend like Curly, Rommel, and the Americans aren't big favorites to get at least two medals here. That's just not how the season's gone. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean – just think it's going to be America, America, America. Yes, it's no fun to not have the wild card Jamaican or the Kenyan or the Kene Simbene from South Africa or something like that. But it's just, I don't think it's in the cards. I think I can see America going one, two, three, four. Not even one, two, three. I can see them going one, two, three, four. Yeah. So. My point is you can come up with a, a crazy sleeper pick, but you're just guessing at that point. There's yeah. no evidence that they've that they've done that, that they've, that they, there's no evidence. No one's put together a season that's pointing in that direction at all is, yeah. is my point. All right. Let's see. I'm going to close my blinds here because I'm getting weird sun coming in. Uh, 10K is ne up next. Go ahead. Break down 10K. So let's uh, bring up the, the okay, we'll, we'll, we'll start with um, Kevin's rankings. So, he has Borrego, one, Sheptegai, two, Woku, three, Aragawe, four, Kajelcha, five, Mohamed, six, Kamoy, seven, Grant Fisher, eight, and then Mangesha, uh, nine, and Klecker, two, um, Klecker, ten. So, yep. obviously, this is going to be another one of the, the, you know, the two Ugandans, the bunch of Ethiopians. And then maybe a Bowerman Track Club athlete in Mohamed or Grant Fisher. Oh, and Joe Klecker there too. So I was doing a lot of thinking about this. People forget how fast Grant Fisher 10K was <laughs> in March. It was incredible. Sure. It was I, – I was looking into it. Um, Grant Fisher's 10K from March. When you compare his 10K mark to – 
all the other road 10Ks, road 5Ks, track 5Ks, it ranks as the most impressive mark of all of them. So it's more impressive than the 1246 5Ks we saw um, in the Diamond League back in June. More impressive than that. The Ethiopians, they didn't even run in the 2630s. They were running the 2640s when they were running their fast times in early June. So Grant Fisher has this one moniker of a mark. Again, it was March 6, 2022. Mohamed was right behind him. Mohamed, he's a multi-time medalist, I believe. I think he's medaled multiple times in, in, a, yes. in a long distance race. I have a feeling that Grant Fisher might surprise people here and might be able to find a way to get a medal, maybe even win. That sounds stupid to say that, but he looked pretty good in the U.S. 5K, closed well. He's running, started running 58-second laps, three laps out. That's something that you're going to need in a 10K, be able to run, you know, sub 60 pace, you know, 1,200 meters out. I don't know. I know I, I got to remember that the Ethiopians are legit. They know how to show up. They're going to be able, they were able to take down Paul Chalimo and when Paul Chalimo was dominating the U.S. circuit. So yeah. I may be trying to walk this bold prediction back. But, I don't know, I have a feeling that we're going to get something special from Fisher and or Mohamed. I just don't think it's a guarantee that it's just going to be a bunch of Ethiopians and Ugandans up there. So, when I was looking at the how I would go this, it was hard. But I... I don't know if I should do it. I, I want I want to go crazy and be like I think like Fisher wins, but I'm not going to do that. I can't I can't I can't do that. So I'm going to go Borrego one. <laughs> I think Mohamed huh? two, and then Chepta guy three. After all that, you don't pick Fisher for a medal. I kept it simple: Chepta guy, Borrega, Aragawi. The Fisher time is great, but. I want to see him against good competition. I would take a slower time with higher mm. quality wins. Now, there's not a ton of high quality 10Ks you can run, but I mean, at least at least a 5,000. I mean, this year he ran the BU indoor meet, again, which was with his team. Good competition on his team. Ahmed's in there, Mark Scott's in there. And then he goes and does that 10,000 again with his team, and then he runs USA's. And he loses the 10K to Clucker, looks great in the 5,000 a month later, not taking anything away from him. This field is really good, though. The 5,000 field is even better than this, but this 10,000 field is is really good. And it's a very tough team to medal on. Like, Aragawi's 5,000 performance was ridiculous. Uh, Chapter Guy has been incredibly consistent, and Borrega is also an Olympic champion. So I'm going Chapter Guy, Borrega, Aragawi. My I, I just want to do a big build up to say I really, 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 really wanted to put Grant Fisher in my top three. But when it came down yeah. to it, 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 you're right. They're just too good on the other side. So, yeah, I went with 
Berega, Jep, uh, Mohamed, Jepiga. Well, I'm saving my homer pick for something later, which I think is warranted. It's not a not a homer pick at all, um, but I'm sure people will disagree with me. But I'm I'm going big uh, on my on my U.S. pick later on. So this this is not where I would use it because this this field is really good. Again, this field is really good. Could you even mention you know Chip Limo in there as well too? So, um, all right. Thomas says Mohamed multiple medals. Win where? Well, Tokyo Maybe and Doha. He's only had one. No, he only had one. He had both. I feel like he said no. He said two. He said two. Yeah. Tokyo silver, yeah. bronze in Doha. Am I am yeah, I mistaken? Yeah. I'm not crazy. I was there in Doha. I remember talking to him after he yeah, got a bronze medal, and then he was second. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was right. Yeah. People like arguing as if this didn't happen, and we don't have access to Wikipedia. Shout out Canada. All right. Who's next? Oh, high hurdles. Early in the meet. I, I get accustomed to high hurdles being towards the end for some reason. I think in the U.S. championships, they're always towards the end. But, man, so you have another event where you have a strong American presence, but you also have Hansel Parchment of Jamaica, the Olympic champion there, looming. Um, what, do you, what do you see? Do you think this race is going to resemble – I'll give you three choices. A – the Olympic final last year with Parchment pulling the upset. B, New York City this year with Devin Allen running really fast. Actually, I'll give you four choices. C, USA's where you get an upset. Or D, the indoor season where Grant Holloway rolls. Or similar to the 2019 outdoor season where he won. Yeah. There's a lot of good options. There's four. I feel like I'm playing um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire 110 Hurdle um, Edition. So my entire time I was thinking Devin Allen's going to win USA's and then Grant Holloway's going to win Worlds. But mm -hmm. neither of those things, that, that scenario didn't play out because one, Grant Holloway scratched and Devin Allen didn't even win USA's. And then I was thinking about, I mean, I'm not sure if we reported it yet on the podcast, but Devin Allen was clearly dealing with an awful situation when he was at USA's when his dad passed away over that weekend. So not to like bring up, you know, I mean, obviously rest in peace. That's, that's a horrible situation. I can't imagine going through that, but I can't imagine wanting to even care about trying to win USA's when you're dealing with something that's so much more important in your family side. And I think that could have been a big reason why we didn't see the, New York City, Devin Allen at USA's. And so then that makes me think, all right, now that time has kind of passed, Devin Allen might be ready to run the way he has the ability to run at Worlds and that the Devin Allen we saw at USA's was more of a outlier and that the real liar is, not liar, the real person that he is is the NYC Grand Prix Devin Allen. So mm -hmm. this it feels like it's a toss-up in a way. It feels like you have a justification to go any way. I don't think Daniel Roberts is going to win, and I don't think Hansel Parsman's going to win. That's The odds of that are in the low 5%. So I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's either going to be Grant Holloway winning in spectacular fashion or Devin Allen winning in spectacular fashion. 
I think I'm going to go with Trey Cunningham. Can I talk you into Trey Cunningham? No, you can't talk me into Trey Cunningham. You can talk me in Cunningham for sure. Metal. I yeah. can see that. But I think, I think I'm just going to have to go with Holloway. I'm going to go Holloway one, Allen two, and then I'll put Cunningham three. I don't think Parchment's going to medal. And I think Roberts, he already had, I don't think he's going to medal either. I think it's going to be Holloway, Allen, Cunningham. I went with Allen, Holloway, and then I'm going to go with Cunningham as well for that. Actually, no, I'm going to switch it. I'm going Roberts for that third spot. U.S. sweep. Again, I think this one's warranted. I don't think this is out of nowhere. Again, when you have for sure three of the top four and then you're in the world, and then your fourth best guy actually beats the other three at USA's, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a good sign. It, it is the hurdles. We put all the caveats in about it being an unpredictable event. But those two guys can get down to the 12 eights. We've seen it before. And you have a bunch of other guys um, a little bit farther back. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go us sweep here. It would be stunning if they didn't get at least two medals here. That would be an unsuccessful trip. For Why are you going with Allen over Holloway? I, you look at Holloway this season um, since indoors. And what do you have? What do you mean, what do you have? Scratch the Bermuda. Uh, well, you, you scratch the Bermuda meet, right? Because the wind. You have, so you have a 13.34 in Baton Rouge. He, like I mentioned, scratched. Then he goes to New York, loses to Allen considerably, runs 13.06. And then he goes to USA's and then runs two rounds and then doesn't run the final. I think there was another race he scratched too, right? The one in Florida with the real bad weather that a lot of people scratched out of. So. I don't – I'm just looking at the resume for outdoors this year. And it would have – if he had gone into the final at USA's and won that, obviously that would have changed my opinion, but he didn't run it. He didn't run the race. So his outdoor season hasn't been – there hasn't been much to his outdoor season versus Allen who's put some, put some markers out there. He's won a lot. Yeah, he's had some setbacks. Um, I mean, almost, almost missed the team, but – Clean slate. I, I think he's running with less pressure too. I think Holloway's running with more pressure on him. Yeah. That Grand Prix loss was the first loss he had to Allen since 2018 when he lost to Allen at the USA Championships in 2018. So it had been four years of never losing to Allen until that Grand Prix race. Yeah. You're taking one race and it's being like, boom, all right, streak's over. Never going to win again? Well, but look at this year. Yeah. I'm I just, also think maybe, Alan maybe was... Holloway's thinking about, you know, I want to have a really good August and September. And that really, I'm treating, okay. you know. But I'm picking a race in July. So if that's the case, then that would even help me more. I, I think Allen post-Olympics last year changed. A switch flipped. He was on True. a tear post-Olympics, and he carried that in. Indoors, all, obviously, Holloway had his number. Holloway has had everybody's number indoors. It's a different race from 60 to 110. So is it going to surprise me if Holloway – Holloway could go out there and run 1275 
and win by five meters, and I'm, and I'm not going to be surprised. But I just I look at this this outdoor season, and Allen's had a better one. Fair enough. All right, dude, we've only done four events. We're 45 minutes into the pod. Well, mega pod. Because you talked about gambling for 20 minutes. Hey, that's going <clears throat> to. Steeple. Okay, here we go. Steeple. Steeple. You got two sub eight guys there Gurma and El Bacali. That's our next final that's up, men's 3,000 meter. Steeple chase. Um, yeah, it's it has the potential to go very fast. And we have potential to see another very close race in the steeple. We've had a couple of those over the past couple of years. I think it's going to come down to El Bacali and, and Gurma. I'm going to take Gurma over El Bacali in this one. And then I think the race for bronze is going to be very close. What do you think? Obviously, Gurma has shown consistency. He's broken eight three times, 758, 759, 759. But he's lost to Bacale. Bacale right now I feel like is the king of the steeple. And – I don't think Bacali not running multiple sub eights should be held against him. He has the fastest time in the world. He beat Gurma with that fastest time in the world. I got to go with Bacali first. I think Gurma clear second. So it's a clear one too. And then there's like, you know, mm -hmm. you pick and choose whoever you want for that third spot. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, who should I pick? I'm trying to think. I went with Kipruchu. Yeah. Mm. I want to like have fun and just like pick Hillary Bohr. Why not? I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use one of my flyers on Hillary Bohr. Just... He's he's not gonna get third, but I'm gonna do it because it's fun. Hillary Bohr third. Why not? Orton continuing his turn of American and bronze medal position in every single race where they're a huge underdog. This is why you shouldn't gamble. Let's keep going, men's. 1500. Woo. This one is going to be exciting. Jakob Ingebrigtsen is the favorite, but this is a tough test. It's the first half of his double. You got Abel Kipsang in there. You have Timothy Chariot in there. You have Samuel Tafera. The Brits are sending a really good team with Whiteman, Hayward, and Josh Kerr. And then you have Oliver Hoare, who ran a solid race at the Prefontaine Classic. In the Bowerman Mile, U.S. will be led by Cooper Tier. You said Jakob's never going to lose another major championship race again from now until his career ends. So I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, Jakob's going to win. I'm going with that. No, no if ands there. No if if ands or buts. Jakob's winning. Yeah. This field is stacked, but the 5,000 field's actually better. So if he this is his this is his best chance for gold of, of the two. I have him winning as well. It would be silly to to pick against him. I Kipsang has run so much this year. It's great. I love it. You wonder if it's too much. I think Chariot's gonna get there for a second. Uh, and then for third, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Hayward for third. Hayward on Hayward field. That's good. Someone's going to do that pun. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. And the Brits will do it. You know the Brits yes. will do it. They'll take advantage. Hayward, magic uh, on Hayward. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Someone's saying Hayward isn't going. Oh, he's not? Hold on. What was he listening? Never mind. Uh, hold on. Uh, yes. Give me your picks. Okay, so I think Ingebrigtsen wins. I'm not going to tell you who my second pick is. I'll tell you who my third pick is. My third pick is going to be Chariot. My second pick. I'm going with Oliver Hoare. I think he showed guts in that that Oslo mile, ran 347. He's also run a 350. So he got second to Ingebrigtsen in the 1500. He got second to Ingebrigtsen in the not, he got second to Ingebrigtsen twice. Once in the mile at uh, Oslo, and, and again at the mile at Pre. He beat Chariot. I, I think he's going to beat him again. And I think Hoare is just on a mission. The way, even going back to the way he ran the Penn Relays four by mile, he was watching the potential of that that relay being impressive because the first leg ran slow, and then he's like, "All right, I have to run this mile by myself for no purpose." And he goes out there and runs an, an honest effort, which shows that like he has that like that competitive edge that even when he knows it means nothing, he's still going to at least give it his 100%, which I love. And I think that's going to translate to success at these championship events. And so I think Oliver Hoare is set up to medal. I think he's going to get second. I think it's going to go Ingebrigtsen, Hoare, and then Timothy Chariot. I could even see see Oliver Hoare upsetting Ingebrigtsen. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does happen, right. clip this and remember that I saw – I potentially said that he could do it. But yeah, I'm going Jakob, Ali Hoare, and then Timothy Chariot. All right, I got the British team here. Uh, the chat was right. It's Gourley, Kerr, and Whiteman. So no Hayward. So he's he's not getting a, yeah, not getting a medal because you know, if you're not in the start line, you're not getting a medal. So I'm going to go Jakob, Chariot, and then I will go saying fourth, third. Tefera has, I mean, he had the great race indoors where he upset Jakob, but that was his last 1500. He's run a couple 5,000s outdoors, and that's it. I just, uh, I, I don't see him duplicating what he did indoors, uh, outdoors on this stage. So I'll go those three. All right. Next up, men's 400 meter hurdles. This event has a lot of mystery around it. Warholm says he's running, he's been doing all the rehab to get his hamstring right. Doesn't know what he's going to have, but he's going to give it a go. And of course, because he's Carson Warholm, that's what he does. So I'm going to pick this based off of Warholm being less than 100%, because that's just how I feel he's going to be. I think I'd love to be wrong. I want all three of these big three guys to be at 100%, um, but I just think the time. The turnaround time is going to be too short. So I'm going to go Benjamin, Dos Santos, and then Warholm. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. My big question was whether or not I would go with Dos Santos over Benjamin. Dos Santos is running really well. I think I might go with Dos Santos. I was like really, really wanting to go with Benjamin, and I had to like resist the Homer bias, the, the U.S. bias. But Dos Santos, man... Like he low key has just been running really well. Yeah, he's not low key. Like 10 people. Not low key. Oh. He's just been running really well and 
knocking it out of the park. Well, clearly, it's low key to you because you're not picking them to win. Well, I just think Benjamin has. He boomed you, Kevin. More. He boomed you. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> everybody is not. Gordon has a low key, high key scale. And unless you pick them to win, you're under. He ran 4680. Of course, people exactly. are paying attention to him. All right, so you're going Dos Santos. Brazil for the win, Dos Santos. I think Benjamin gets second. I think Warholm gets third. And I think Benjamin's like, gosh, dang it. Like, I couldn't beat Warholm when he breaks the crazy world record. Now he's injured, but now Dos Santos is coming for me. It's just like I can't catch a break, and it's going to be like forever a bridesmaid, never the bride type feeling for Benjamin after this. But Benjamin, again, is still young, and I think, you know, He's eventually going to break through, whether or not it's 2023 or 2024. I just think yeah. it's not going to be in 2022. I think that's going to be for Dos Santos. So I'm taking Dos Santos. For this. Men's 200. For a lot of people, this is the race of the meet. Because they want to see Knighton versus Lyles again. I think this is a U.S. sweep. Again, you really got to stretch to say it's not. You got to have a lot of faith in some of these other runners farther down, but because they have four entries and because they're headlined by the undisputed top two guys in the world, and then their third best guy might end up coming in as a hundred meter champion. And then you have another Olympic medalist right there in, in Kenny Benarek. I think this is going to be a U.S. sweep. I've gone back and forth, Lyles Knight and Lyles Knight and Lyles Knight. And who do you think is going to get it? Okay, so let's look back at the USA Championships, specifically at the schedule. USA's, they decided to do the semifinals and the finals on the same day, which is not yes. happening at Worlds. They're different days, correct? Mm-hmm. You want to pull up the schedule, Gordon? Is that what you're asking? Also, not only that, they do the semifinals and the finals of the 200 on the same day, but the day before... They had the semifinals and the finals of the hundred. Okay, I think I, I think I see where you're going with this. So there's a you certain gonna... athlete who had to do something that he's not going to have to do at Worlds, and then you think, okay, how did he do when he ran four races within 24 hours of each other? And I look specifically at his 200 meter final. This person I'm talking about is Fred Curley. Coming off of running nine sevens the previous day, in that 200-meter final, his second half of that race mirrored Noah Lyles. He was just already out of it after the first 100. He, mm-hmm. he went from seventh to fifth and then fifth to third. Lyles also increased two spots. He went from fifth to third right. to third to first. And their, their splits were... Not Lyles was better, but their early was having a Lyles esque type close, but just started farther back, so he got third. And I think I that's like all the because he's analysis of, on the two hundred. And that that's all because he was coming off of his crazy hundred meter double the the night before. So with that said, while we are all looking at Lyles or Knight, Knight or Lyles, I really think Fred Curley might win. Because he's going to be not tired. He's going to be rested. And I think he feels – just has. I just have this vibe where we're all just li- writing in Knighton and Lyles and like then figure it out from there. I 
think I might go with Fred Curley winning the 200. And I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to say Curley wins. I think Lyles gets second, and I think Knighton gets third. There you have it. You're right. Long wind way the schedule is. Yeah, the schedule is easier in terms of rest. I'm still not picking against Lyles and Knight. Curley's always been better at the one than he has at the two. That was the case last year. That's the case this year. So you're right. He does move well the last hundred, but I think bronze is where he's going to slot in there. I think Lyle's experience is just going to give him a little bit of an edge again here too. And he's obviously very confident. If you saw the way he finished at, at USA's, I think the winning time is going to be in the 19, um, five highs in this one, six lows in that range. I don't think we're going to see a repeat of the 19 fours, um, that we saw with, Knighton in, in, at LSU earlier this year. But I think it's going to be a great race. It's going to live up to the billing. I think Fan Belay is in the mix for a bronze. I think Kenny Benarek is in the mix for a bronze as well, too. But I think the U.S. is going to be able to get all three medals here. Man, if the winning time is 19-6, Curly's going to win it. Like, Curly's winning. He's going to run 19-6. I mean, the, they just had a 200 race that was 19-6, and he didn't win it at the U.S. Championships. You know what? I I just did a whole soliloquy on why. Come on, man. Yeah, I just... Was he that tired? Yeah. yeah I he think was. he was tired, but I, I, don't, I don't know if it's enough. What was the gap back to him? How, what did he run? Uh, what was his time? Um, he ran 1983. 83. So he was closer to Bednarik. He's actually closer to Josephus Lyles in fifth than he was to Knighton or Lyles. That's a cute. That's cute. Okay. Come on. Well, I'm just saying that's that's the fact. I think he's great. I think he's obviously amazing. I picked him to win the 100 gold. I just, in the two, I think Lyles and Knighton are going to get the better of him and he's going to get a bronze, which is going to be great. He's going to have a gold, a bronze, and whatever they get in the relay, which we'll talk about in a little bit. All right, men's 400. This event changed with the news that Stephen Gardner is a scratch he is injured which takes out uh, of this event the reigning world champion it also takes out the 2021 olympic champion the silver medalist from 2017 a guy who has just been so consistent throughout the years he will not be there he's run 43-48 which means michael norman is the clear favorite there is no doubt at this point who the favorite is in the 400. It is Norman based on how well he's run this year. Norman does not have an individual medal in his career. This is his chance. This is his opportunity. This is really basically turning into Norman, Karani James, and the NCAA. Because if you look at that <laughs> descending order list again, it's not that deep. We talked about how this event was not that deep because you go Norman, champion Allison, NCAA athlete, Karani James, Randolph Ross, NCAA athlete, Gardner's out. Then you have Cherry in there. And then Elijah Godwin, who's a alternate in here. So one, two, three, four, five. The six, the person who would be the sixth seed is not in the, is, is a U.S. athlete would not be in this race. Matthew Hudson Smith has run 44, three. Jonathan Jones has run 44. 
four. Van Niekerk, obviously 44 mid, but if Norman's at 43, six, he's good to go. He's good to go. I don't, even, I don't, he does. I, before I thought, okay, he's probably gonna need to PR because Gardner always brings it. With Gardner not, not there, I think if he just repeats his USA performance, he gets his gold. Yeah. Norman's going to win. And Carney James is going to medal. I'll probably put Carney James second. And my question was, like, who am I going to go with? Am I going to go with Champion Allison? Am I going to go with Randolph Ross? Michael Cherry? Am I going to go with Jonathan Jones? And I was like doing all this like, all right, are the NCAA athletes going to be able to, the 400 meter NCAA runners going to be able to continue yeah. at a high level all the way into mid July, mid late July, because NCAA 400 meter runners they're also doing the four by fours, indoor four by fours, outdoor four by fours. You look at someone like Fred Curley, who was dominating the 400 at Texas A and M, and then in 2017 just fell apart at the World Championships because he had been overrun running the SEC type schedule. He wasn't the same as he was, yeah. you know, a few months prior. And so with that, I'm kind of tempted to not pick an NCAA athlete as good as Champ Allison yeah. and Randall Frost are. And so with that said, let's have some more fun. Let's throw it way back. We're going Norman mm. 1, Karani James 2, Ooh. and Wade Van Niekirk 3. He ran 44.5 early July, so he's clearly like in shape. He's going to set it up to run a low 44, find a way to get that third spot, beat out all the kids of the NCAA, and I'm going with Wade Van Niekirk in third. I like that pick. I don't want to copy the pick, though, so I'll just assume that one of those two NCAA NCAA athletes will be able to hold on. It's interesting because Allison and Ross switched their spots from NCAAs to USAs, so... I'll just say this flips back in the direction of Randolph Ross, and I'll pick him for for bronze here. But I like that Van Meeker pick. I also could see Matthew Hudson-Smith getting in there too. Just a a solid, you know, get a PR, run 44 low, and take advantage of the fact that the the field isn't as deep as we probably thought it was going to be at the outset. So this is such a huge opportunity for Norman. Oh yeah, you better not this blow is, this too. If he blows this, it's... this puts this puts more pressure. We talked about pressure in the high hurdles. This puts more pressure on Norman not having Gardner there in a way yeah. because it's just like all the obstacles are gone at this point. It's it's no, it's nor yeah. he just he just needs to run what he's run before. Yeah, like if I would be so shocked if 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 he runs a forty three fifty six again. And loses, that would be stunning. He just needs to do what he has done this season. Even that 43-60 at pre. I mean, you saw how much he beat James by at pre. I think James is the one guy who could who could cause him trouble. But at this point in their careers, Norman can can get to that 43 mid spot. So, uh, yeah, huge opportunity for Norman. All right, let's go to the 800. Mm. The event. I've decided. I've decided before we talk about this 800. Adding it back. I've decided we're gonna we're gonna hold the event. I'm okay with it. Um, Donovan Brazier showed he's healthy, at least somewhat healthy at USA's. 
We've been having some, you know, other 143s throw down there. Marco Arop ran a 143 randomly in Canada. My boy Mula is in the in the field. Max Bergen's there. So we're allowed to hold the event. I was anti 800, but now I'm back on the side. I'm not going to be gluing my hands to the track in protest um, unless something crazy happens in the prelims. But yeah, we are going to have this event, and I'm excited to watch it. 800 is my favorite event. The event I ran in college and in high school is my favorite event, and I'm okay with what we have here. Even though it's, there's no 142 guys out there, 141s, there's no you know yeah. Rudisha career type runners, but we'll we'll make with what okay. we have to decide. I want to I want to play a little game with you. You ready? Okay, game. I'm ready for the game. It's called it's called Can They Win the 800 Meter Gold? Okay, Max Bergen. Yes. Wyclef Kenyamal. Yeah. Arop. Sure. Sajadi of Algeria. He's run 143.6 this year. Yeah. I guess so. Zahafi, NCAA champ. No. 143.69 as well. No, you're, you're saying, saying no. Benjamin yeah. Robert. Benjamin yes. Robert, 143.75. Peter yes. Bull, 144 flat. Emmanuel yeah. Wagnoni, 144.01. Yes, 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 yes. Yassine Hedefat, 144.06. I don't know who that is. Tony Van Diepen, 144.14. No. Mula, 144.19. 100%. Gabriel Toile, finalist last year, 144.23. No. Germa. It's like Cher, just has one name, name. Ermius Germa, 144.36. Patrick Dobek, uh, Gary Ambrose no. Boss. Dobek, yes. Kramer, Bryce Hopple. Bryce Hopple, yes. Donovan Brazier, Jonah yes. Koech. There's a lot of yeses. Jonah Koech, sure, why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Miller. The point is, a lot of people can win. There's, there's like, not like... There's like 15 people who can win this race. It's yes, not, 100%. We always say it. It's become a cliche. Anybody can win this one. Just make the final. No, man, make the semis and you can win the 800. <laughs> this event has, it's got a little faster from the beginning of the year when you and a bunch of other people wanted to cancel it, but the parody has remained. So I'm using, people are going to accuse me of being a homer. I don't care. I'm going with a guy who's consistent and can run rounds. I'm going with Bryce Hopple to win the gold win? medal Ooh, in the 800. I, like it. I think Bryce Hopple is going to win gold. I think every little bit of an advantage counts in this field. So running in Hayward Field is going to help. His success navigating rounds is going to help. I have Bryce Hopple getting the gold when Yanni's second and then Marco Arop the bronze. I agree with two of your picks. I'm going to go with when Yanni third. I think Bryce Hopple will get second. And then I got to go with Mula, Mula for the win of Algeria. I think he's going to win. I think I'm excited to put my $1,000 of that day on him winning and then, you know, triple the money or whatever his odds are going to be. But, uh, yeah, Mula for the win. I think Hopple, I agree with you. He's, he's, he's shown he's able – he's race ready. He's in the conversation with any of these other guys, and he's on his home – not home track, but U.S. track, so – 
why not yeah. be in the middle position? And then when Yoni has been the best Kenyan, I think, and Kenya shows up, and they normally do well in this 800. So, yeah. Well, Kenya Mall has been good, though, too. Yeah. Noah Kabat's Mula, been good, Hopple, too. When Yoni. We... See, our picks are not indicative of how ridiculous this is because we have two of – we have both have Hopple and we both have Wignoni. We need to do a prediction contest just for the men's 800 because if someone gets top three in order, they deserve a prize. I don't know what the prize is. But don't you think they deserve a prize? Yes. This is impossible to pick. We could get like 100 – we could get like 1,000 entries. It's going to be and maybe like none the of March right. Madness perfect bracket. <laughs> like and we can up we should update it after every round because just like in March Madness. All right, after one round, ninety four percent of brackets eliminated. have been eliminated. Yeah, just when's the men's eight hundred start? Can we do this? Is this something that we could actually do? It's in the back half of the meet, right? Yeah. So we have time. Oh yeah, heats heats aren't till July twentieth. Okay, so we'll do this. We can, we'll do eight hundred madness. This will be fun. And we got to do it before the first round because clearly one of our favorites of is going to get knocked out in the first round. So, of course, it's going to be. Of fun. course, you have to do it. That's the fun part of it is because there's 15, 20 people who can win. The math says a lot of them are going to get knocked out in the in the beginning. Just like you have that three seed that you feel good about in March Madness, and they get bounced. All right, let's keep going. We're running out of time. Men's four by one. You have a pick on the men's four by one. Okay, what are we going to do here? Are we going to be baited? Are we going to do it? Are we going to believe? Are we going to be stupid and bite the apple from the tree and then regret it later? But I'm going to bite it. Why not? I mean, with, we're, I, I think USA is literally going to go one, two, three, four in the men's hundred. If I truly believe that one country is going to go one, two, three, four in the 100-meter dash, yep. the literal four-by-one should win. Like, it makes no sense. If you have literally the four fastest runners in the world, you should win a four-by-100. It only makes if sense. If only there was a complicating happen. factor. If only there was some task that they had to perform in the four-by-one that they did not have to perform in the open 100, though, Gordon. A task that you see high school kids do flawlessly at certain times, you know, a task that you see college yeah. kids do to perfection all the time. Yeah. But when they're paid hundreds of thousands of dollars and they're focused on other things, who's got time for practice? We have a bunch of Allen Iversons out there. They're all time great hall of famers, but you know, we're talking about practice. We're not talking about the yeah. four by one. We're talking about practice. So, yeah. Um, but I think they're going to practice, I think. And I'm – you know what? I think they're going to have bad handoffs, but I still think they're just too good to lose. So I'm, I'm going to go with they're going to have bad handoffs. They're going to have a bunch of Ronnie Baker, Fred Curley-type handoffs, but they're not going to have Trayvon Gillespie-type finishes, and they're going to find a way to win it. So I'm going with USA So like 2019. One. Yeah. Basically, like 2019. Yeah. They USA's had a scare in the prelim. and then Jamaica, two. And then I don't know, three. Okay. I went U.S., Jamaica, Great Britain. All right. Two more sure. events, and then we're going to talk copy about that. the marathon and the field events. Uh, men's 5,000. This thing is so stacked. It is ridiculous. So 
if Inga Britson wins the 1500, he'll be going for the double, but he could be going against another potential doubler coming back from the 10,000. If Borrego wins gold or if Cheptegei wins gold, um, just the amount of quality in this race, this event got even better when Kip career and crop ran those 1246s in the diamond league. You have Aragawi who soloed that 1250 at pre of course, has run in the 1240s. Mohamed has run in the 1240s. Uh, Idris, big-time championship runner, he's run in the 1250s. The American side, you have Fisher and Kincaid. I am so excited for this men's 5,000. I think this field is too deep. Um, I think it's going to be really hard for someone to to pull off the double. I would say the, the 10,000 guys have a better chance than... 1,500 guys just because it's it's more rest. Um, Chapter guys in there as well. Didn't even mention him, and he's the world record holder. That just shows you how good this field is. But what do you think? Yeah, it's the deepest event of the meet on the distance side. I like your idea that it's going to be a bunch of two guys coming back for the doubles, so they're going to be motivated. They also could be tired. I guess my main question is, how will the race play out? What do you think type of pace it's going to be? Fast. You tell me the pace, and I'll tell you who wins. I think it's going to be sub thirteen. I think it's going to be in the. It's going to. I mean, it's going to finish sub thirteen, so it's not going to go out crazy, but it's going to go out way more honest. There's just there's too many guys who like to grind. I think. If it's fast, it's I think Borrego wins. Well, forty three. Hard to argue with that. Yeah. If it's What's the rest of your podium look like. Well, if it's hold on. If it's fast, I think Borrego wins. If it's mid fast, like thirteen flat, I think Jakob Ingebrigtsen wins. And if it's slow, if it's slow, like really slow, you know who I, yeah. who could win it? Woody Kincaid. If it's really slow. That would be, that would be something. That like if we're talking it. like 1330, 1340 pace, Woody can kick. Yeah. i these guys. This is tough. Like looking at who you'd have to leave off the podium because the, the two guys, your crop and, and Kip career, I don't think a lot of people are going to picking them, but they got the 1246 behind their name. Chapter guy might not get picked a lot just because he didn't look that great at pre, but he's the world record holder. So I got – I'll let you finish your, your podium. Who, no, no, you no. You go be? first. You go first. Okay. I'm impressed by, like, Aragawi's solo run at pre. I'm in, impressed by Kip Career and Crop. But I just – yeah, I'm leaning more towards just experience in this sort of setting. So I'm going to go Borrego 1. I have Chapter Guy winning gold in the in the 10. I have Borrego one. I'm gonna go. Jeez. Science. I'll go Chepta guy. Chep. I'll go Chepta guy. Two. And then Jakob for three, which means Kenya again is shut out in the men's five k. But yeah, I got Borrego, Chepta guy, Jakob. That's my that's my podium. I'm going to go Borrega, Jakob, Chapter Guy. 
switch out the two three. All right, men four by but, four. We talked about this. If I if I read the mile split or no the two K split, is a certain time mm-hmm. I'm throwing in. You changing your pick, Kincaid. Yeah, throwing him in. I'm allowed to do that after right. seeing the two K split. I'm allowed to throw throw in a Woody Kincaid. You edit your pick at that point. Yes. All right, men's men's four by four. Cole, how are we doing on time? You got to be done by ten thirty, or we need to be done before ten thirty. No, I'm good. I, I just need to be done by like ten forty five, like fully out by ten forty five. Oh, don't give don't give Gordon more time. He's like, hey, there's more odds I just found. Uh, all right, I'll keep this brief. Four by four, U.S. one. Oh, Dominican Republic two. Jamaica three. What was going through your brain when you were like, "How you? What were you reading in your head to like make that decision?" Know. I'm looking at the, I'm just looking at the start lists, man. I don't know. Like, I guess I should be looking at the open four, right, and looking at who has uh, multiple entries besides the U.S. It's a bit all over the place, though. Jamaica's top entrant, Javon Powell, forty-four-eight. Dominican Republic actually does have two up there, so I'm I'm rolling with them. Second, Belgium's always in the mix. Nathan Allen is there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with that four. I'm going to go U.S., Dominican Republic, and then Jamaica. And outside, outside, outside shot, depending on what happens in the open four of world record for the U.S. World record? Yeah. Really? I mean, that would be kind of cool. I can see that. It, it, all depends on, it all depends on champion Allison. If he's in 43-7 shape still, it's possible. Uh, if he's not, it's not possible. Because did we do this on the pod? Did we talk about the um, compare the splits? Yeah, we did. we did. We yeah. did. So it's like leadoff was forty four five. So it's like okay, can Randolph Russ run forty four five? Second leg forty three six. Well, if Champion Alice isn't in forty three seven open shape, he can do that. Third leg forty three twenty three. Could Ryan Benjamin do that? Yeah. And then the Michael Johnson leg forty two ninety four, which would need to be matched by Michael Norman, or you have a little bit of wiggle room there from the first couple legs. I think it's possible, but it's only possible if if three and four are there. I feel like Norman and Benjamin are going to come to play. It's just whether or not the other two legs are there with them. I'm going to go with USA 1, Jamaica 2, Dominican Republic 3. You're just taking my picks and then switching two of them. That's cool. All right. Um, That's how you win, marathon. baby. That's how you win. <laughs> marathon and field events. Marathon, pretty good field. Uh, I'm going to go with Chirono for the win, just like his consistency in this sort of setting. And then uh, the other two spots are tough. I think I might go with McGee, who was silver in the Olympics. Do we have a DeCisa throwback performance? He's a reigning champion, but he hasn't run well since then. It's tough to pick. Actually, I'll go Cam Warrer for bronze. I'm going to go Chirono, McGee, Cam Warrer. I'm going to wait and give my pick at the end of the podcast for this. because This I'm, is the end of the podcast. No, we, we have to yeah. talk about field events in the women's marathon. So, Okay. So you're going to keep – Just give me – give, just, I, I, need, I need like three more – I need four to five more minutes. Before I make my men's marathon pick, Gordon is asking for an extension. I'm asking for an extension on my 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 paper. 
women's side of things, uh, Jeb Chichar's out for Kenya. So I think we could say Chepengegic is the favorite defending champion, won in Chicago in 2021. DNF at the Olympics, but she's got a 217 to her name. But this is a this is a really fast field. Sal Peters run 217. Uh, Gabriel Salasi, Yeshina, and Bikari are going to be really good as well. I'm going to go Chepengegic for gold, Yeshina for silver, and then I'll go I'll go Jeptum of Kenya for bronze. Are you going to wait on this one? I'm going to go with the same with what you have. I'm going to go with the stop, same. I'm going to copy stop. your homework. No, that's, I'm going to copy your homework. doesn't count. That one is staying What do you mean it's well. not going to count? Am I not allowed to say three you picks as you? No, because you definitely would have picked an American for bronze based, uh, if you were paying attention. You're just not paying attention. No, I'm paying attention. Right. I'm just trying to get some right. insider information. That's all I'm trying to do. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're finding information on Rupp. That's what you're doing here. You're trying to pick. You're trying to figure out a way to to learn more about Rupp. I'm guessing they're going to say, "Yeah, Rupp's in great shape. He's going to go for the medal." That's what you're going to hear back, because that's what you always you hear think? back. You don't think he'll be honest with me? Like, hey, he ain't got it. You think Mike yeah. can tell me? <laughs> well, you don't tell me the truth. I think everybody's optimistic as they should be because they are professional athletes competing for medals and money. So that's true. I think, I think it's tough with Rupp. You look at his last year, it's like there's not that many performances to to draw from. Yeah. I mean, he was solid in Chicago last year when he got second, um, eighth at the Olympics before that, but there's not much from this year. So all right. Let's go let's go to field event stuff. <clears throat> Did all the rankings for the field events. So I mean you could ask me a lot of questions. I know more about all this stuff now than I ever did. Um, U.S. has a chance for a ton of medals in the field events. Cuba is very good in the triple jump on the men's side. Uh, Ukraine, solid in the high jump on the women's side. Mondo, big favorite. Rojas, only in the triple jump because of the shoe issue in the long jump, which is a bummer. And then, uh, of course, you got Krauser leading the way in the men's shot. Should I just go off of your world ranking, your world rankings for my picks in my uh, DraftKings? No, that's so I shouldn't no, trust your number one picks. No, a lot of these were filled with parity. Like there's clear number ones in some of these, but in other events, um, like the javelin and stuff, just like very, very tough to on the women's side. Men's side, I feel good about Anderson Peters. You have to ask me individually, and some of these people aren't in the meet in the top 10 for a variety of reasons, right? So you don't want to bet on somebody who's not in the meet. But like, I feel good about Nowicki in the hammer. I feel good about um, Warner in the decathlon, TM in the, in the heptathlon. I feel pretty good about that. <clears throat> but there's a lot of these that are pretty open. I guess discus, maybe, you know, maybe you should pick a lot of these favorites now that I'm looking at it. Chase Ely in the shot, she's been really good this year. Yeah, she's thrown over 20 meters multiple times. Men's long jump, I tentatively would probably be the favorite, but it's it's crowded behind him. Women's long jump, Miyambo. He got lucky well, at the Olympics, I'm, I remember, because I thought I was going to lose my money, and then he did it on the last But jump. then who else do you have? Who else? Do you, like, it's a, it, it's a, there's a lot of parity behind it. Um, yeah. Rojas you know, hasn't jumped in a bit, but you'd still feel good about her. Mahuchek in the high jump, I think. Vashti can get a medal. 
in there. So, oh, Sandy Morris in the women's pole vault. There are actually some big favorites. Yeah. What's the one event you're looking forward to most of the field events? I'd probably say men's men's shot. Um, yeah, I just because it's deep too. But I also think that long jump could be sneaky fun just because of how wide open it, it could be. And think- women's triple. I just, I just like watching Rojas compete. It's just like she's just really fun to watch. She's so good. And then it would uh, be funny if Kovacs beats Krauser and just continues to win on no the worlds. Yeah. world championship stage, and then Krauser only gets the Olympic titles. That'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we didn't do a mix, mixed four by four pick. Maybe we shouldn't. No, I don't think we should. I think we should end the pod, and I'll end the pod with saying with your. I don't know who I have getting second or third in the marathon. I'll take whoever you have getting first and second, put them second and third no. in my pick. And then let's, let's, let's just end it with Gail and Rupp for the win in Eugene. Oh, wow. Where he Are you reporting that? I'm not reporting, reporting that? that. I'm predicting that. I'm predicting that. Why not? Come on. Let's have some fun. Gail and Rupp for if the Rupp win. win. If Rupp wins, you, you win the whole contest. I think that's what we're deciding here. Okay, yeah? let me write okay. that in there. Well, if Rupp wins, do you run a marathon, maybe? If Rupp wins, do you run a marathon? Ooh, I like this. Flat out. I'll run a a marathon. Wait. No, I'll run a marathon combined over the course of the remaining days I'm in Eugene. Okay, yeah, you got to run 26 miles. Yeah. Okay. I do that. Sure. Well, hold on. on. Let me see which day he'd be running that. (laughs) Uh, I think it's like the third day. Third or second day. Is it? Men's marathon day three. Oh, I'd have – yeah, I'd have – yeah, a lot of days. I'd have seven days to run 26 miles. That's almost too No, easy. what would make it better is you got to do it um, after the evening sessions. you got to, like, do it after, like, okay, not, like, when That's you wake fair. up. Because then it's not as fun. Anyway. All right. Yeah, I'm going to up for the win. And then whoever you had getting first and second, I'm putting two, three. Just write that down. For me. Okay. I love it. I love the creativity. Okay, now right, let's do so here's 20 how the- minutes on race walk. Ready? So, so here's how the pod 25k 35k uh so someone asked in the chat about the schedule it's 30 minutes after the meet evening sessions every single night so that's and every time it closes it ends at 8 uh, pacific time so we're starting 8 30 pacific time 10 30 p.m central time 11 30 on the east coast for every single edition or every single session is that correct night session yeah the plan is starting at 30 minutes after mm. if we figure out that we can go earlier we will if we figure out we need yeah. to go later the latest we'll go is an hour after the earliest we'll go yeah. is one minute after so it's gonna be sometime in there you think the sweet spot's there's gonna no be way it's gonna be a after. minute i was there's no way it's gonna be a minute because you gotta well okay we'll worry about that later yeah you just know what I mean. plan on eight eight thirty pacific time 10.30 p.m. Central, 11.30 p.m. East Coast time. So just hop on over after the meet. You know, at the meet ends, you know, take a bathroom break, get a drink of water, log on to YouTube. The chat will be up at that point, and then we'll, we'll start. 
within the next 30. Right? It's going to be great. Excited. See you guys Friday night. Yeah, and those of you who are going to the meet, find Gordon at the Wild Duck after the meet or wherever Gordon might be. Talk to him. Interact with him in person. Uh, Learn more about the man himself. (laughs) What are you trying to do right now? Are you trying to create a dating profile for me? What's going on? Come on. Well, I've heard some things. More, uh, you'll like him more in person than you do on the show. I'll just say that. There you go. Fair? Fair? Sure, that's fair. Oh, wait, hold on. You're implying that people don't like me on the show? Come on. I'm implying that they'll like you more in real life. Okay. So it goes that's some probably good the case. With a, goes some good to great. Well, I don't know about if that's the scale. It might be average to good. Or average, average to good. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Colt. Thanks, Johnny. We will uh, be back, hopefully, Friday night, live from Eugene, Oregon, breaking down day one and also our travel to the meet. We'll talk to you guys then.